0: Well, it'll just for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzolini, and Colin McLaughlin. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome
1: into the June 8th, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR and TV 10 brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dubuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. Another five man crew edition of the Sports Mix before. Tomorrow, there'll be a duo edition of the Sports Mix with the latter two folks that I just named, Avery Newport and Dylan Bishop, as Nick, Colin, and I, along with the owner, Mike Hornby, will be at the Bulldog Bulldog Football Golf Classic tomorrow during the show. So you guys get the reins tomorrow. You get the keys to the uh, Sports Mix. We will try our best not to uh, crash and burn horribly. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, we'll have uh, Avery in the driver's seat and I'll be the navigator. So hopefully I know where I'm going.
1: So. yeah, hopefully. I I trust Avery cuz he's done it before. But I don't I don't know about you yet. Oh, this is the trial. Unproven. That's a, a- bold unproven. statement.
3: Yeah. To trust Avery.
1: That is actually Very a bullshit. <laughs> yeah, to trust Avery. All right, well before we get into things here, uh 1215 will be joined by Brian Thomas, who you know as the head coach of the Musselman Appleman football team. Currently, the uh, head coach down at the 2022 north south football all-star classic he's the coach of the north bears which includes i believe five epac players and uh eight total from the eastern panhandle if you include uh hampshire county and morgan county i believe or at, at least morgan county um but uh should be a good time to talk to him a lot of stuff going on down there and uh that will be on Saturday I believe 11 or noon I gotta double check here it's either 11 a.m. or noon Uh, that'll be a great game between the best all the best football players in the state of West Virginia high school wise should be cool to see
3: Uh, obviously like we won't be there but it will be cool event I think and you get all those guys together a lot of them going off to play college uh, at various levels throughout the state so I think I think that's part of it but also like a good opportunity for them to have some fun uh represent each side of the state and maybe get to know some guys that they didn't know before so it should be a a fun little all-star game
4: It always is uh between the north and south for any sport so looking forward to see how the uh eight guys locally uh fair down there and uh hopefully they get a win so that the north side can get some bragging rights i think last year's was a close game i don't remember exactly i'd have to look did they play last year i thought they did i could be wrong i don't Could have been I a while because of, know COVID, cause so. of covid
1: um specifically down there for martinsburg the bulldogs hudson clement jake zittle christian slack um and then Hayden Pack of Spring Mills. I believe Caden Lanza of Jefferson. I saw him on the roster. Yeah, he was on the roster. I'm I'm presuming he's there. Uh, then Berkeley Springs, Sean Lord and Gavin Barkley. And Hampshire's Zach Hill are the Eastern Panhandle participants. Um, and specifically you, Dylan, you covered uh berkeley springs football last year i believe so you know what sean lord and gavin barkley can do
2: yep got to be on the color commentary team for the radio broadcast for berkeley springs Uh, sean lord and gavin barkley were a pretty dynamic duo quarterback and wide receiver so it's going to be fun to see them interact with the rest of the players from the eastern panhandle and the rest of the state
1: it definitely will be and we'll talk with head coach again for the north bears i believe is what they go by
4: yes and the south cardinals yes
1: brian thomas here in a few minutes uh, but let's get into uh, tonight on the docket locally. Berkeley Post-14 in action. Uh, they are in action at Hampshire High School against Potomac Valley Post-34. Again, the Post-14 Hornets are 1-1 one and one on the season. They split a doubleheader with Frederick Post-11 on Sunday. Uh, it was a 1-2 loss and then a 13-1 victory. We went over that on Monday, but uh, very good pitching uh for the hornets in both games does anybody have anything to
4: say i I thought nick was going to go but i I like the pitching that uh post 14 has and hopefully they can get back on the winning side of things uh here today but i I don't know if i mean obviously the pitching will help but you got to have the bats going like they did i know you won't probably get 21 hits like they did in that 13 to 1 win to start off the uh season but comparatively wise a 2-1 loss and a 13-1 win is obviously a huge difference so if you can get somewhere in the middle there you can still probably win that game
1: yeah and i think the added bonus of being able to have a couple guys on your squad that are currently playing collegiately as they're still within the age range of uh, American Legion rules. Uh, that being Jack, Ryzen Weber, Gonzalez. Uh, that'll definitely help your team. Kind of just they've been through it. You know they've been through collegiate baseball, so they can kind of help the young guys that are trying to get better during the summer.
5: Yeah,
4: and uh, whoever from Jefferson that's on the team Connor should be Bailey. there by now,
1: right? I believe it's just Connor Bailey if this yeah. roster is, is Griffin correct. Griffin Horowitz not playing anymore? Uh, no, because he – I remember at one point he was – unless he's going to join the team for a week or two, but I believe he leaves to go to basic training for the Army because he's going right. Army on the I 25th. knew that was coming
3: up, but I wasn't sure. So had... I don't know
1: if he'll play two weeks or not, uh, but that would be a big addition to, if they could have
3: him. Yeah, definitely. and You know, I think it's a good start to the season. You saw the pitching in game one. You saw the ability – of their offense and not having all of their players too and in that first game. I know Tripp was saying like some kids were going on vacation early in the year, uh, so they might still be a little bit shorthanded in this game, but uh, definitely a talented roster and it's always cool, I think, to see just uh, the Eastern Panhandle players come together and, and form a squad and we'll see how they do in this region throughout the year.
1: All right, well, that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. That is brought to you by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Musselman Appleman, head coach. And North Bears head coach Muscleman, or excuse me, Brian Thomas. I was trying to add Muscleman to the end of that, but Brian Thomas will join us after this two-minute break to talk the All-Star action down there in South Charleston. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten.
4: These days of died.
0: Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up now for the Saturday, June 11, Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia concealed carry permit. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. To register today and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. That's valleyguns2.com.
4: Are you considering selling your home and don't know where to start? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market, and he's proven it as number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Phone Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams at 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. Tune in to TV10 and WRR TV on YouTube and experience the thrill of the hill this Saturday, June 11th, as we will broadcast the 22nd annual Bucky's LTD Auto Body Norwalk Soapbox Derby. Looks like the outside lane with that slight advantage as
6: they near that midway point.
4: We will have the stock, super stock, and masters division from start to finish as they race down South Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. So tune in at 7 a.m. for the 22nd annual Norwalk Soapbox Derby.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. We're now joined on the phone by who most of you know as head coach of the Musselman-Appleman football team, now head coach of the North Bears at the West Virginia Annual North-South All-Star Football Game, Brian Thomas. How are you doing today, Coach Thomas?
6: Hey, I'm good, guys. Uh, Having a great day. Thanks for having me on
1: and obviously down there in charleston area getting ready for the north south football game it's a whole week of 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 events isn't it
6: it is yeah well they uh they keep us busy we get down here i actually came up saturday night um and stayed saturday night but then the players checked in uh sunday morning and then you you know we kind of finalize up with the game on saturday afternoon so it's uh you know it's a very busy event and, and and you know they have a lot of activities for us so we've been we've been going 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 between football and activities and then you know it's a lot of stuff but it's fun
3: oh what kind of activities coach do they have you guys participate in
6: uh okay so let me <laughs> let me think let me I'm, I'm gonna try to get them all in hopefully i don't forget anything um we went to the movies one night and saw a new top gun movie that was a blast we had a man the, the kids had such a good time uh coaches too we we were we were excited uh last night we had a there was a pool party so the players went out and, and got to swim a little bit and that was that was really cool uh they were you know some of the big linemen we have were just seeing who could do the biggest cannonball and, and they were belly flopping and then and that was a lot of fun uh tonight we are going um bowling we're going bowling tonight tomorrow night we're going to a minor league baseball game and then friday night they have a, a parade um a local parade here in charleston and and our uh, both teams are going to walk through that parade so it's it's something every single night um you know it, it keeps us busy but man it's a it's a lot of fun
4: coach thomas colin mclaughlin here happy belated uh birthday by the way to you coach um what is it like to- coming up with a uh, playbook in scheme offensive and defensively within a uh, week there
6: yeah the first part i'm sorry you you kind of cut out there the first part of the question i think you said um but we i i'm I, I didn't really hear I just sorry yeah, i think uh
4: the wrong mic was on but it was um just what's it like trying to come up with a uh playbook there within a week and come <clears> up scheme wise uh for a team that is just put together for that week
6: yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, we came in Sunday afternoon. I really didn't know what to expect Sunday. And we had a it – was, it, was, it was weird because the kid's You know, they they checked in right away, and right after they checked in, we pretty much had practice. So we selected the players on the roster. So I knew I knew the names, but you know, you got to then match faces with names. We have 31 kids on our roster, so you're you're trying to learn. You know, okay, that kid is this kid, and and you watched them all on film. But now, you know, you don't know how they're going to be put together. So I was really nervous about that first practice, just because. You know, I, I don't know what a lot of you guys can do well, and, and I haven't seen you move with my own two eyes. So, you know, I kind of thought coming in, you know, maybe we'll run a couple things offensively or defensively, but I've been really surprised at how much we've been able to install. We've been able to put, you know, just in – you know, we've only been only practiced three days, and we've put in so many – more plays, You know, we, we probably have more plays put in right now or just as many plays in three days probably as we'll run like all season at Muscleman, you know, with just – you know, you get, you get these kids that they're – first off, they're great athletes, but, you know, even better than that, they're smart and they just kind of soak up everything that you teach them. So the install has been going really, really well.
7: Hey, Coach Thomas, this is Avery Newport. Uh, your previous answer, you already kind of touched on a lot of these subjects, but – What are the other differences between coaching a high school team and coaching an all-star team? Are there differences from a team camaraderie standpoint? Just What are the differences between what you do as a coach at Musselman and what you do as a coach now for an all-star team?
6: Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think the first difference is, you know, when you're at Musselman you're, or, or just any high school, you're mixing, you, you know, you're mixing. I got a senior who's you know played this many years, and you know he's he's going to be playing beside a sophomore who's a new player. You know, now most of these kids that you get, like really all these kids we get, have been two or three year starters, have been all state football players. So you know, I did the 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 experience that you get, um, just kind of mixing all those guys, is probably probably one of the biggest differences I think, just because they're so experienced and there's so many guys uh, put together. You know, as far I guess the second part of your question, as far as the team camaraderie, it's different just because you know th- those kids that play with you on uh, you know at Muscleman or, or, you know, your local high school, they've pretty much grown up together. Here you're trying to throw a football team together and trying to get them to kind of all – gel as a family in just you know about five or six days so that that makes it tough but at the same time you know these kids are the best of the best so they're um you know they they really have came together and and a kid's a kid you know it doesn't matter if he's from uh North Marion High School it doesn't matter if he's from Martinsburg High School uh doesn't matter if he's from Wheeling Central High School um you know most of them are, are very similar in things that they do
1: and you bring up that point right there about, you know, the similarities of what they do. What has it been like seeing all these different guys, like actually in front of you, not just maybe reading about their stats and, you know, what they do, what they did on the field last year?
6: Yeah, you, I mean, I come in and we had, we had, we had 93 players that were nominated to us for this game. And we we select, had to select out of that 90 93 players and my coaching staff my assistant coaches are awesome they're they have done such a great job but we really we we kind of met we had a teams meeting uh back in february and we kind of trimmed the roster down we got 31 kids and it's just it's just amazing the talent that we have and just seeing some of these kids you come in kind of with a perception of a kid thinking like oh you know well, maybe you know, maybe he's like this, or I've seen him on film. I think he's going to be this. And you really get to know him. And, you know, some of the perceptions are, are different. Like, oh, I don't expect this kid to be like that. But it's, just, it's, it's, it, it's all been good. You know, there, the, we formed so many relationships with these kids that it, it's, you know, just in a three-day period, we have bonded so much. And, you know, some of these kids, I just, you know, I, I, I'm good. there's going to be some of these kids I know from this game that I'm probably going to keep in touch with. You know, down the road and in the future, and just you know, really, really care a lot about them.
3: Coach, you have uh, eight players from the Eastern Panhandle on your team, five of them from uh, the EPAC. What's it been like to coach those guys? I'm sure you knew a lot about them heading in, but maybe didn't know them personally, and uh, just to see that representation uh, from your area on this team.
6: Yeah, you know, um, you know, love our conference schools. You know, you want you want to obviously you want to beat. Um, you know, we at Musclemen, you know, you want to beat um, every team that you play in the e EPAC. But at the same time, you know, you still root for um, your conference and you root for, you know, you, you, you get close with, you know, not only the head coaches, but, you know, you get into high school sports because you want to help kids out. So you root for those kids. But, um, you know, those kids coming in, um, just I, I cannot say enough about the, the young men that we have Um, representing, you know, like you said, the EPAC and the Eastern Panhandle. Um, You know, everybody knows about Hudson Clement and and, you know back home everybody knows him and and, and the stats and the things you know the numbers that he puts up but I've been blown away by what kind of teammate he is just you know him supporting everybody this morning at practice I told him I said hey you know we had a player that was having trouble picking stuff up a little bit and I said hey you know really help him and kind of coach him and he said yeah coach I got you so just you know, such a great young man. Um, you know, the, the the Martinsburg guys, Christian Slack and Jake Zittle, are just awesome, awesome young men. Um, just you know, so respectful. Um, you know that they're, they're aggressive when they get on the field, but man, they are they are funny guys. Um, you know, they're they're leaders on on the whole team. Uh, we got Hayden Pack from Spring Mills um, as our kicker, and he's just man, he he's kicking the ball so well. Um, and, then he's, man, he's really funny. Um, you know, the, the guys are kind of all clicking with him a little bit and, and, you know, that's kind of our EPAC guys, but you know, we got, uh, we got a young man from Kaiser. Uh, we got a couple guys from Warfield and they're just all, I mean, I could go on and on and talk about this for hours. Uh, just, you know, all 31 kids that we have on our roster, I can tell you something about and, and, and you know, just t- talk about them. Just, you know, great, great guys
4: last question here for you coach thomas you got single a double a and triple a players all molding uh together there and we saw i think uh via metro news you made a comment that uh the talent difference actually isn't as wide as what uh people like to think can you elaborate uh on that for some of us here
6: yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, in my opinion, between, you know, a AAA school, a Martinsburg, a Musselman, a Hedgesville, a Spring Mills, a Jefferson, a Washington, you know, we, we have depth. You know, we have, you know, I, I come out and, uh, you know, talking to some of these guys, my assistants, I got I got a, another AAA, I got, I got a AAA head coach, um, Coach Rule from Hampshire. I got a AA head coach um Coach Burdett from Roan County you got a single-A coach, Coach Altabello from Moorfield. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about this this week. You know, I, I'll come in and at a workout for Muscleman and have, you know, 50, 60-plus kids. You know, they'll, they'll have 20. So I think the biggest thing is depth with programs. But as far as, like, just talent in general, you know, there, there's some kids – from single-A schools that we've had this week um, that could could start for us at Musselman. You know, they would play. I, you know, we have two kids, um, Ian Hamrick and Avery Chapman, are both from Gilmer County. Very small school. And they both have told me this week, like, Coach, we can't even go 11-on-11 11 11 at practice. We don't have enough players. But their talent level, if they were both at Musselman, they would play. Um, you know, just, just great, you know, just great players. Um, and, and it's a, like that... It's like that across our roster. We have other players that, um, you know, single A guys, double A guys that are just great players. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we got a quarterback, Brody Hall from North Marion, that he could he can sling the ball. He he could play for anybody. Um, and, and like I said, I could go down through the roster over and over again. But yeah, there's a lot of. I think people see a single A or double A school and think, hey. They're not as good. They're not. They're not as talented. But the talent's there. Uh, the depth might not be there in those schools. But man, some of these kids are just. I'm blown away by the skills that they have.
1: Coach Thomas, our guest. Thanks for coming on, Coach Thomas. And uh, the game this Saturday noon in South Charleston. And uh, good luck to your team.
6: Hey, thanks, guys. We're uh, trying to keep the trophy with the North. Trying to go out and win this thing.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon as football season approaches.
6: Yes, sir. Yep. Thank you, guys.
1: That was head coach Brian Thomas of the Musselman-Appleman football program coaching the North Bears at the All-Star North-South game in Charleston. And uh, we'll take a break right now. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just some appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living. It is family owned and operated, and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way, right here in Martinsburg. We come back after this two minute break. We will be joined by head the new head coach for the Shepherd Women's Basketball Team, Julie Kaufman. After this two minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
7: do you love martial arts are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery Dragon Warrior Kung Fu call us at 304 350 0646 and learn more today
0: now back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM, AM seven hundred and forty, and TV ten.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. I see Dylan jamming out back there, but Avery is just nodding his
4: head. We we have two different people here. I'm I, doing research right now. I'm waiting man. for them to sing the words. They both went to Shepherd. They should know them. My <laughs> mic wasn't
2: turned on, all right? You okay. <laughs> weren't singing them, though. Yeah, don't worry about that.
4: All right. Yeah. Well, now we
1: will welcome to the, the program the new head coach for the Shepherd Women's Basketball Program, Julie Kaufman. How are you doing today, Coach Kaufman? I'm good. How are you guys? We are doing well, and last week the announcement was made for it to become official that you're taking over the program at Shepard. Um, how ecstatic were you to get the news about probably two weeks ago, I think, when we talked to uh, the athletic director that uh, you were named the head coach?
5: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm very, very excited. Um, I started my career at Shepherd as an assistant um, probably about ten years ago. Um, and so just being able to come back to shepherd I mean, obviously everyone who's been there understands the community and um, family feel that Shepherd has. And so I'm just really excited to, to be a part of it and now taking over, um, you know, where I once was a couple years ago and now just in a different seat as the head coach. So, so yeah, I'm very, very excited, very um, grateful for the opportunity.
3: Coach, you mentioned it. You were returning to Shepherd after a stint at Mount Saint Mary's. Uh, what did you learn from your time there? And uh, you were a part of some really good teams. So, what do you hope to bring to Shepherd, or bring back to Shepherd? I guess I should say.
5: Yeah. So at Mount, um, I was our recruiting coordinator. Um, like you said, we um, were coming off of back-to-back um, NEC championships. Went to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, was able to recruit some really good kids to the Mount. Um, I'm really hoping now um, that my contacts that I had at the Mount um, as recruiting coordinator will come in handy now. Um, right now I only have seven kids on the roster, so I am doing my best to really just hit the ground running over here. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm really hoping to bring, you know, that competitive, um, you know, positive family feel that we had at the Mount over here to Shepherd, and I'm hoping, you know, that will be uh, successful in the next... Um, you know,
2: upcoming years here at Chev. Hey, Coach Kaufman, Dylan Bishop here. Uh, you've coming into a situation where you have a lot of roster uh, fluctuation going on. You have a lot of players mm-hmm. that have uh, graduated or left, especially the uh, top producers on the team. So how do you uh, mm-hmm. plan on filling out the roster? What kind of attack are you going with when it comes to the transfer portal? And uh, what's the state of the roster with who is going to be left over from last year as well?
5: Yeah, so you mentioned um, the big three is gone. They um, either graduated or transferred. So, um, you know, right now we have six players returning. Uh, we have Megan Shipley and Kara Miner, which will be our upperclassmen leaders, returning. And then we have four sophomore, sophomores on the roster and one incoming freshman. Um, right now I am really just trying to reach out to m- as many coaches as I can Um Like you said, navigating the transfer portal. Um, There's a lot of unsigned seniors out there still. Um, So I'm really just trying to to find the best players um, that will fit Shepard, but also are obviously good basketball players. Um, You know, we lost a lot of scoring, um, lost a lot um, out of our point guard. Um, So I'm really trying to fill the point guard and the post-player role. But we do have a, a great foundation. You know, they're solid kids. They love Shepherd, um, so I'm just really trying to work um, to try and build, you know, around them with trying to just get as many kids, you know, up to campus so they know what Shepherd's about, um, and I'm really just working to try and um, get that roster solidified soon.
7: Hi, Coach Kaufman. This is Avery Newport. Um, you have some experience coaching in the PSAC. You were formerly with Seton Hill, and uh, your bio on the Mount Saint Mary's website said you were also working with their post players while you're an assistant. Uh, at Seton Hills. So do you think that um, maybe you might try and incorporate some more post concepts into your offense here at Shepard? Are you going to maybe try and recruit some more low post players? Is that going to be a a focal point of your offense?
5: Yeah, so um, right now I don't know um, what our roster looks like, so I can't can't really speak on if I'm going to even have a post next year or not. I I do want to – incorporate posts into the offense. Um, I'm working a couple kids right now that, that I think would be really um, successful in the PSAC. Um I think having, you know, that post presence, especially for a rebounding key, I think that was a weakness last year with Shepard. Um, you know, I'm really trying to get a post. Um, I will incorporate a post um, in the next couple years if I don't get one for this year. But, yeah, that's definitely, um, definitely a, a key that I would – Try and recruit for the next couple of years.
4: Coach Goffman, Colin McLaughlin here, just being named head coach. Uh, who else will be uh, coaching alongside you that have uh, or could possibly be here soon?
5: Yeah, so um, I have one um, assistant coach. Um, she just told me the news on Monday night. So she actually played for me at Mount St. Mary's. Her name's Kayla Agatovich. Um, I call her Keeks. That's her nickname, so I'll probably refer to her as Keeks. Um, She was a six-year player for us at the Mount. Um, I coached her for five years. Um, She ended up um, being a great guard for us. She had a um, season-ending injury a few years ago. Um, She had a weird, really weird, just ankle injury, had to have a bunch of surgeries. Um, If she wouldn't have gotten hurt, I truly think she would have been a player of the year in our conference Um, But she is just a great all-around kid. You know, she really wants to get into coaching, Um, is really excited about the opportunity. I brought her to Shepherd last week, and she just fell in love with the place like the majority of people do when they come here. Um, So she's really excited to kind of hit the ground running as soon as possible and and get um, started with us.
1: And you talk about there's a lot of unsigned seniors out there. And, you know, we've seen over the last few years with the transfer portal, with all the stuff with transfers, how do you think – we've seen the negative impacts where seniors aren't getting um, signed. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's going to be a benefit to your team, trying to build a team instead of just bringing in a lot of transfers, you can bring in a lot of freshmen uh, that will Mm -hmm. help build your team over the next four years?
5: Yeah, that's a a great question. And, honestly, that is my – the number one thought process is that a lot of the, the seniors and juniors, um, unfortunately, with COVID, just got overlooked in their recruiting process. So there are still a lot of really good kids out there that I feel could play at that low major D1 um, that will, you know, hopefully come to Shepherd. Um, I am recruiting the same type of kids that I did, you know, at the Mount. Um, you know, but there are a lot left out there. I think it would be beneficial to get a few of those You know, on the roster so that I have four years with them, hopefully. I don't want to just pack the roster with a bunch of transfers, like you said. Um, You know, I I am open to transfers, but I just do want to get kids that are looking for that opportunity to play here at Shepherd. Um, You know, right now, everyone who's here is going to have an opportunity. Um, But yeah, you're right about that. I I would, I think it's going to benefit those um, seniors and juniors. With a lot of the higher D1s, just looking at um, transfer portal for kids with uh, college experience. And I'm more open to, you know, just taking a freshman and working with them and developing them, you know, the four years that they're here at Shepard.
2: Coach Kaufman, you mentioned that you were going to be able to have uh, Megan Shipley and Kara Minor coming back on the roster. Uh, when it comes to the rest of the roster that was left over, uh, Alyssa Turner, Mackenzie Freeze, Madison Mertz, uh, Sydney Bowles. Uh or will all of those players be returning? Uh I know you yeah. mentioned one freshman incoming. Uh just wanted to see the rest the state of the rest of the roster there.
5: Yeah, so the rest of the roster, um, we will have so Madison Mertz, Sydney Bowles, uh Jordan Carr, and Alyssa Turner. And then we have one um freshman coming in, camille Colbert from Virginia. Um, and she was uh signed by uh Coach Eck, who was here before me.
4: Have you had time to uh, sit down and get to know each of those uh, players and have conversations with them yet? And if so, uh, what have, uh the, I guess, reaction been? And uh, with them?
5: Yeah. So um, on my interview, I was able to talk to four of them, and they seemed just really excited for um, you know for me and just for you know another opportunity going forth. Um, you know, I've talked to all of them on the phone. Um, so I'm, I'm really about, uh, hardworking kids that want to, um, compete in a positive environment. And so they're just all, I think, really excited about just having that opportunity. I think a lot of them too, you know, they, they picked Shepherd because they love the school and basketball is just a plus to them. So I, I, it wasn't really hard to, um, you know, beg them to stay because they love the university so much.
7: Coach, you... Uh, as I previously asked in my other question, you have experience as an assistant coach in the PSAC and you're a head coach now for a pretty prominent program in the conference. How does it feel now to uh be a head coach in a really competitive basketball conference that is pretty good year in and year out?
5: Yeah. Um it is right now it's very exciting and overwhelming. Um but I'm I'm just very grateful. For the opportunity, like you said, the PSAC is such a great league, um, you know, especially for Division II. You know, I played Division II basketball myself, so I I really um, just love that level of basketball. I think the niche is there for, you know, students to be students first and athletes second, which I think is great. But I just, I'm very fortunate to be in the PSAC. Um, there's a lot of good coaches in this league, a lot of good teams, um, and I'm just, you know, fortunate enough to be able to to try and compete with them, you know, year in.
3: and coach uh final question here what are some things you want to accomplish in your first year as a head coach
5: um solidifying a roster would be the first thing um no but i um i really you know they were really really good last year very successful 25 and 8 you know they went to the ncaa tournament um you know, each year I'm going to do my best to try and get us into the Act, um, you know, playoffs and into the NCAA tournament. But honestly, I just don't know how that looks for next year just with the roster, um, with what it is right now. I do have high hopes for us, but every year, you know, I really just want us to be able to compete, um, win some games, and I, I really just want our girls to have a great experience here at Shepard.
1: Coach Julie Kaufman, new head coach for the Shepard Women's Basketball Program, our guest. Thanks for taking the time to join us, and we'll talk soon.
5: Yeah, thank you so much, guys.
1: That was head coach for the Shepherd Rams Women's Basketball Program, Julie Kaufman. I uh, got a little mix-up yesterday, but here we are. We got it done, uh, got the interview done, and uh, we'll talk with her a lot over the next few years. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, I, I think... We've all gotten a
7: pretty good impression so far. I think she's she's got a clear plan of what she wants to do with the team. And she's got more players returning than I think we all thought. I thought there would be a lot of players that might be in the portal or you know, might be doing something else with their careers. But she's got a couple of players that I think she can build around, a couple of, of older players uh, like Kara Miner is coming back as well. So you know, I, I think she's got a, little, a good base here that she can build around. Yeah,
1: I mean, she said seven players on the roster. Last year's roster had 15 and not all could even play because some, you know, were injured, didn't, right. you know, weren't playing. So I, you know, almost half a roster is pretty good, come comparing to what we were, what was being speculated about, and everything going on with, you know, the the relevance of the transfer portal now.
2: Right. Chances are, the uh, the transfer portal and the incoming freshmen are probably going to have to be a good bit of the core performance and production of the team but you have some good role players left over that could potentially step into bigger roles Mm -hmm. and step up
1: and And one thing I don't think that was asked was you know maybe how much of the transfer portal will she dig into and maybe even next year the transfer portal could be helpful with you know a player that may want to transfer from Mount St. Mary's because you know the transfer portal giveth and it also taketh away we've seen it it taketh away maybe it's going to giveth soon
7: yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. A lot of uh, players in smaller D one conferences will make the move in the transfer portal and come down to a Division two school to get more playing time, or for whatever reason. Or uh, uh, what was her name? The um, There's one player for uh, East Stroudsburg that made the move last year. Ryan Weese. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And she came from uh, from an NEC school too. So. There are a couple examples out there of players that make that move and uh, they transition pretty well to D2. So that might be something that she could be interested in. That's a, a pretty quick way to, to build a competitive roster.
3: I think something too to note is the roster returning was recruited by Jenna Eckleberry, and a lot of them were young players that didn't see the floor much last year. But Coach Eckleberry always thought she they, those players had a lot of potential. So either way, it was going to be a rebuilding season. On paper, But we really haven't seen much of these other players, at least the younger ones on the team, like Freeze and Shipley in a a star role. Maybe they can really uh, take advantage of that and and develop now that they have a year underneath their belt. And maybe they'll contribute at a higher level than maybe what we're expecting just based off last year, because it's hard to be a big time scorer when you have Abby Beeman, Sidney Clayton and Marley McLaughlin on your team. Uh, getting the majority of the points. So maybe they'll stand out this year. I think you, you still got to have that in the back of your mind, those two players coming back and a few others that could produce at a higher level because now they're in a role where they have to.
1: Nick, you make a good point there, and you know, you'd know you have to think about it. Uh, even if Coach Eckleberry didn't leave, it was still the same team as last year, You would, even if she didn't leave, you would think, That Abby Beeman would have done, you know, per se the Tyson bajan I think the Tyson Bajen thing, go see what the opportunities were, and if she did so and had the fifty plus, probably no better than yeah. I'm saying the fifty plus teams, you know, colleges contact her that could have lured her away anyway. Even if they, you know, the roster was, you know, everything was intact from last year, and then you're losing at that point. Hypothetically, you lost all three of your big three. It was would have been a rebuilding year anyway.
2: Yeah, Coach Eckleberry leaving was definitely the impetus.
1: The straw that broke the camel's Yeah,
2: it was definitely what led her to think about the transfer portal when it comes to Abby Beeman specifically, but it's possible that that thought could have popped up anyway.
1: Any final thoughts? Well,
7: one more thing. I'm just curious to see – Nick already touched on it, but I'm curious to see the development of Megan Shipley this year because she showed a lot of flashes last year as a starter. As a a true freshman.
1: She's going to be asked to take on a bigger role this year, so I'm curious to see what what happens with her. Definitely, and that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We have a laundry list of things to get through. Let's see how much, how much we get through after this two-minute break. You're in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
8: Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you. At no risk. See dealer for details
7: what do you get when the longest hardest widest runway in the state of west virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of berkeley county a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun music and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250 year old visit eastern west virginia regional airport on sunday july 3rd with gates opening at 250 p.m of course we'll have food trucks libation and something for all ages as we celebrate berkeley 250 go to
0: berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun Mr. Walkoff is coming back to Nationals Park. be a part of history. Game two of the doubleheader on June 17th. The first 25,000 fans receive an Employee 11 t shirt. Come early and be part of a special QA with Zip. On June 18th, come early and witness the pageantry of Ryan's retirement ceremony. The first 10,000 fans, 12 and under, will receive a 2006 Ryan Zimmerman Kids t shirt. Get your tickets now. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM. AM AM 740 and TV 10.
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your June 8th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, and Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us to wrap things up. Uh, we, We did not know 100% we were going to talk to Coach Kaufman today. It it was a possibility, so we made a list of everything else we wanted to talk about. (laughs) And there's a lot of stuff, too. This is a busy day. (laughs) uh, What is that? Four, eight, nine things we were going to talk about. (laughs) We could get in our
4: uh, lightning round. round. We'll well, we'll
2: start with the
7: NBA Finals. There it is. That's the highest priority event, I think, that we should talk about.
1: All right. NBA Finals, game three tonight. Series tied at one apiece. And I should have thought about it sooner uh, because they are shipping up to Boston. Yeah, uh, game three, games nine, games 9 p.m. ABC. Oh, yeah. Boston gets the three and a half point Shipping favorite out. according to, according to Caesar oh, Sportsbook. Oh, uh, nine p.m. ABC. I'm going mean, to go out on
2: ai on... am going to go out on a limb here. Are you too gonna... done
1: here?
4: Yeah. Are you well, what done? is this? What is going on?
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know what's going on here. I'm gonna in gonna go... the
4: dropkick Murphys. I'm no, going out, I'm out on a limb, it.
2: and I'm going to say that the Warriors get the win on the road tonight because uh, they looked really good in game two and i'm not sure that the celtics are going to be able to make every adjustment that they need to make i think this game it will go back to golden state tied two to two uh i'll reevaluate that after game three obviously but i'm gonna go with the warriors tonight
3: i'm I was- thinking golden state as well but who really knows i guess but i i just i i agree with dylan in terms of I think they could be up 2-0 very easily in this series, just had a bad fourth quarter in game one and you know, the Celtics seem to have a little bit more that they need to clean up uh, heading into this game than what Golden State does we talked about the other day You know, the Celtics haven't gotten consistent performances from their starting lineup, Jason Tatum was terrible in game one and then game two he played well but everybody else kind of played bad and then uh, their third quarters in both games have been dreadful even though they've either led or been down by two points at halftime. So for me it, it just comes down to for the Warriors can they maybe get Clay Thompson going, uh, continue to see great success from Steph Curry and you know just keep playing how they've been playing really and play a full four quarters and they should be able to take this to a 2-1 lead. But We'll see. I mean, it's back in Boston, so that will definitely help the Celtics playing at home. And this has early on been a back and forth series, and it could very well continue to be that. But I am going with Golden State tonight.
7: I'll. Uh, I, I'm a little worried for Boston right now because, again, Nick, you touched on it. Their third quarters in this series have just been awful, and they've put themselves in some pretty significant holes uh, in games one and two. And in game one, they were over, they were able to overcome that because of just lights-out shooting that you're not going to get every single night. And in game two, uh, after the third quarter, that game was pretty much over. I mean, the the Warriors just stomped on them. They hit every shot. So that's a concern for me that I really think they need to work on in this game. They're able to stay competitive in the first half, and then in the third quarter, they just fall off a cliff. And if you're going to win an NBA championship, you have to play consistently for four quarters. You can't just have a bad quarter and then hope that your guys just kind of light up and catch fire in the fourth to to put you ahead for a win. So I'm just looking for more consistency from them. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had to carry almost all of the offensive load in game three or game two, excuse me. So that's another concern as well. You need more production from your bench. We saw Al Horford have a great game, Derek White have a great game, but you just need more from the other guys around you. Because again, two guys, for the most part, you can't really win a championship if you're just getting production from two guys on
2: offense. I think what the Celtics need to do real quick is go smaller more often. Uh, Less Robert Williams, more Peyton Pritchard, more Derek White. I think Robert Williams doesn't look 100% out there.
4: At the same time, though, you don't want to get bullied so much by draymond green so you need a big guy out there that can or Kevon Looney. match the physicality that he brings i think it might be different tonight refereeing wise though since it's in boston i don't think green will get away with as much as he did there in golden state so that might help the celtics a little bit but if they want to win the nba championship i think they have to keep home court so if as you guys said the series goes back two two to golden state I think Golden State wins, so if Boston wants to be NBA champions, they need to make sure that it's 3-1 heading back to Golden State.
7: That's a tall task. It is, yeah. but I think honestly, even though
4: we've seen Boston do well on the road, the toughest road task is Golden State. I think it'll
7: NBA. be a win for them if they go back to Golden State tied 2-2. Obviously, 3-1 is the ideal circumstance here, but even if it's 2-2, if they win one of these two games... I think they're in pretty decent shape. Cause I, I if don't they... know if
4: you can take another at Golden State, though. I'd obviously be happy if they could, but playing in Golden State, it's tough.
1: All right, who's your picks? I pick the Warriors tonight. Steph's going to go off. I'm going with Boston. Warriors. We Warriors.
4: Ours, but
2: we're going get, t- get Daniel Tice out of the rotation. <laughs> I agree.
1: All right, <laughs> well, we've only got like two minutes left, and today is a very special day in Nationals history. Swing! That day, that is June 8th, 2010, Steven Strasburg made his debut for the Nationals, 14 strikeouts. Are just going to
3: start like a this day in D.C. sports history? No, but
1: uh, I'm just talking Nationals. He's it's back. Was officially, Today he's United back States. tomorrow on the mound, 6.40 p.m. the game. They I wonder how too. he's going to get
7: so. injured tomorrow. He's <laughs> going to throw out his shoulder or maybe, uh, you know. Start placing bets. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Twisted ankle. Yeah, finger. that could happen. All right, well, he's back on
1: the mound tomorrow, Uh, 12 years and one day after his Major League debut. uh, There's somebody in D.C. that is one of 20 applicants for submitting ownership that submitted to the MLB League office to potentially buy the Nationals. And he is also the owner of three franchises in D.C., that being Ted Leonsis. Uh, I think this could be a good move for uh, DC Sports and uh, the Nationals if they if they do sell to Ted Leonsis. You in know the who city? he's really got to buy, the Commanders. If he buys the
7: Commanders, we'll then buy the whole that's city. a really has yeah. to nice be sold. Yeah, yeah. Then he's in good shape. But if he know, buys the Commanders, are they going to build their stadium in DC? They Oval. could. They could knock down China RFK. It's city.
3: not a historic a landmark anymore,
1: so they can knock it down. It's yeah.
3: going buy the whole city. It is a historic
1: yeah, It's lead. going to be
7: the District I thought they revoked it. District well, they, they it?
1: did, but they're waiting at least two more years to tear it down. It's supposed to get torn down like 2020 during COVID. Oh, uh, well. But, yeah,
7: that would probably be the most ideal thing. But, of course, you know. The Commanders are not up for sale yet, so... They're, they're not up for yeah. sale. The
1: Nationals yeah. are quite possibly up for sale. I don't know if it's officially
7: there. He'll have a monopoly world. on D.C. sports ownership.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to uh, Musselman Appleman, and North Bears head coach Brian Thomas for joining the program today, as well as Shepherd, new Shepard women's basketball coach Julie Kaufman for Colin, Avery, Dylan, Nick. I'm Spencer saying so long. It will be the Sports Mix with... Dylan and Avery tomorrow on Talk Radio WRN on TV10 we'll talk to you on Friday